right, good morning, everybody. Let's make some noise in the house. Come on. Is anybody excited? Maya, come on. Is anybody excited? Can you, let's, just, let's just think back to last year. Do you remember when they wouldn't let anybody be in the same room and hang out? And do you remember when you were just like, oh, I just want to be with other human beings? Right? Does anybody, did, let's have a confession time. Did anybody wipe down groceries? Did anybody wipe down groceries? Did anybody like go to the mail and then make sure you had hand sanitizer after going to the mailbox? Like there was panic. It was crazy. Can, can we just be excited one more second that we are back together again? Anybody excited? Come on. You know, I think that this is what we do. It, it's so often in life we move so fast. We're so busy that we don't stop to be thankful. You know, we don't stop to say, thank you, Jesus, for this breath. Thank you, Jesus, for this moment. Thank you, Jesus, for this invitation. And I was just sitting back there, and I was like, man, the fact that Easter is coming, Holy Week is here, that God is moving. Now, today is Palm Sunday. Did anybody go to a church where you had Palm Sunday? You know, you would go, and I, like, as a kid, I remember, you know, we used to, like, sometimes even have, like, a palm branch. I'm just going to try to break one of these off and see I don't think I'm going to be able to, but maybe we'll see if he can do it. Can he do it, folks? This is one of those moments when you're like, you should have done it before you got up there. This is when you're like, if I was a manlier man, I would have a knife right now, but I'm not that guy. But, you know, you grew up and you were like, Hosanna, Hosanna. You guys remember this? Anybody do this, right? You had the, or we had like the paper mache versions or, you know, whatever. I don't know if that was like the environmentally friendly church that is saving the palms while killing trees. I don't know how that actually works now that I think about it. But here's the thing. It's just this interesting moment in church history. Now, was it literally this Sunday? Probably not. But it's good to remember the story that you are welcomed into. Like you are a part of a global movement, a global story of God rescuing the world. And this morning we remember that people gathered in Jerusalem and they were so excited because Jesus had come. And it was like the one moment kind of on earth where Jesus got what he deserved because everybody was celebrating him and welcoming him and you know laying down garments and they were just rejoicing. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means save us. Hosanna, you're the king, save us. It's just an incredible moment in the history of the church. And as we're getting ready for Easter. Now, Easter, newsflash, if you don't know this, like Easter is the most open time of the year where people are most inclined to faith and Jesus. Now, Christmas, people always say Christmas and Easter, but Christmas is a little busier than Easter. How many of you guys know that? It's a little bit... There's a few events around Christmas, right? There's a few activities. I just find that every year around Easter, like people are open to talking about God. Everybody who grew up going to a church, whether they were Catholic or Lutheran or Baptist or charismatic. How many of you guys know that sometimes we drift away from our faith a little bit? Like anybody got a little bit of a prodigal chapter in their story? Anybody? Hello. Right? We all have it. Mine was Friday, right? <laughs> so this is like, you know, I mean, I just think we all have these struggles and moments and yet God is constantly welcoming us, constantly inviting us. And so this morning, I'm so excited to be here. I love Troy and Brittany Easton. They are two of my favorite people on earth. Uh, we got to spend a week together with them. 
you know, just actually last week, you guys were like, where's Troy? He was with me. Thank you very much. So I stole him for a week. Uh, but I just would say, we told them, man, if we, I, I, we kind of wish we could go to this church. Because we love what God's doing here. And, and more than we love what God's doing here, like, I just believe in them as leaders. And I believe in them as people who listen to God. Like, they pray, they are so, they take this job so seriously. You know, like the encouragement, or the criticism, or the questions. You know, how many of you guys know that, it, it, how many of you guys can imagine maybe that it must be a little hard to try to lead a church during a pandemic? Does anybody feel that? Anybody know that some people have opinions about the right way to do it? You know? Um, you know, so I just want to ask you for something. Like, I know everybody has an opinion about how the leaders here could maybe do things different or better. But, uh, you know, let me just say, as a leader, you hear 50 opinions to every one voice of encouragement. And so I just want to ask you to pray for your pastors. Write them a note of encouragement. Don't assume that other people say nice things. Because most of the time we're quiet. Oh, everybody would probably say it. I don't need to say it. Everybody says it. They don't say it. Okay? So, like, I just want to encourage you. Stand with them. Rally together. We are the church. And Troy said it, but Good Friday is, uh, this Friday, our team is rallying. And this is so cool because Troy and I, actually, this whole thing started out of our kind of apartment in college. And uh, Pulse launched. Troy was the first guy I called and said, hey, Troy, I'm quitting my job. Will you quit your job? Let's try to reach this generation with the gospel. And Troy was like, let's do it. You know, so we started raising support. That was back in like 2005, 6, 2006. That was back in like 2006. And, uh, and now Pulse has grown. And this event, literally, uh, we believe that there will be over 200 million people will see this broadcast this weekend. Last year, we had 130,000 people respond to the gospel through this digital broadcast. It came together last year in 10 days. And this year, it's just grown even more. And so I want you to join us, uh, pray. We got all these artists and friends coming together. Francis Chan recorded a message from Hong Kong where he and his family picked up and moved. Everybody else is worried about this virus. Uh, the Chan family moved to the heart of it. You know, it's like, that's normal, right? Not really, but maybe if you know Jesus and you're on mission, you're willing to run to the people who are hurting. And so we want to rally our friends. So please invite your friends, invite your neighbors all weekend long. If they can't come Friday or if they can't come Sunday, Friday's open. Let's just reach people. Let's make the most of this moment. So let me pray. I'm gonna go. God, we love you. We invite you, God. We invite you to move in power. We invite you to speak to us, to stir in us faith. God, your word says that you are the author and the perfecter of faith. So God, would you write a new chapter? God, would you do something new and fresh in us today? In a world that is tired, in a world that is depressed, in a world that is always critical and always negative. God, would you remind us that we have hope? Would you remind us, God, that you enter into our pain? What a story, God, that you don't leave us to ourselves, but you come and take our pain upon yourself all the way to the cross. That you defeat it once and for all when you raised, God, you raised from the dead. And we're just so excited, God. Fill us with the story again. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said. My invitation for you this morning is to move closer. Say, move closer. Move closer. Say, move closer. Move closer. Two years ago, we were doing this big campaign, and I was like, God, how can I 
call people, because I'm an evangelist, like, I always want to see people know Jesus. Like, I get twitchy if I'm around Christians too much. Like, I just, how many of you guys know, like, we're weird? You guys know that, like, Christians are a little weird? And now, some of you don't even know you're weird. Like, you need to hang around with more lost people to realize how weird we are as Christians. But it's like, I am called, the Bible says that God calls some to be evangelists. And basically what that means is there's some people who just always want to see lost people know Jesus. Now, most of us, we turn towards, like, safety and self-preservation. And it's really easy for Christian Christians and churches to turn inward. becomes about us becomes about like comfort and me and my kids and my learning and my safety, you know. And so God gives these different voices to the church. You got the prophet that's confronting things that are wrong and saying things that that need to change. You got the evangelist reminding the church, hey, there's a mission. We got to go. You are not meant to keep this to yourself. And then we got shepherds and teachers like Troy, who's like, hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Here's what the Bible says. Let's go. You know, you can grow. And it's like, we all work together. We all work together. But, you know, I, I was praying about this, and I was like, how do you bring together these two callings of seeing lost people know Jesus and seeing those that know Jesus to become disciples of Jesus? Like, that we would actually follow him. And, I, and we were kind of like, I think the invitation is to move closer. God would have you, whether you are a sinner or a saint, whether you're a prodigal or whether you are a 50-year follower of Jesus, I think God's invitation to all of us is, hey, come closer. Come closer. Come closer. Every day, I think God is whispering, sometimes yelling, hey, come on. One more step. One more step. One more step. I often think we make faith so so complicated. We make it so confusing, don't we? It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm not really sure. It's so big. It's so complex. I'm not really sure. And I'm just like, man, the invitation for you is closer. The invitation, the secret to your faith is closer, to move closer. It's much closer than you think. Let me tell you that. Your breakthrough, the thing you're longing for, the answer you need is much closer than you think. It's not some magic formula. You don't have to try harder to achieve it, to fix it. Man, it's just something about stopping long enough to hear his voice. You see, we're too loud. We're too noisy. We're too busy. And I find that the Holy Spirit is near. The Bible says this time and again. It's it's God's heart that he would call us, that he would move in us. Second Chronicles says, the Lord is near when you call on him. He's near. It says, First Chronicles says, look to the Lord, seek his face. I love it. In Psalm 27, David says, one thing I ask the Lord, this is what I seek. And then he says, my heart says, seek his face. He says, your face, Lord, I will seek. You see, your heart, your longing, the secret to the things you're looking for, praying for, longing for, is found in him. Why is this called Holy Week? It's because this is the week when all that is holy invaded all that is not. This is the week. Why do we call it Good Friday? How could we call a day good that is the logo is an electric chair, right? How could we call a day good that's logo is a cross where there was blood and tears and weeping? It's good because it was the day when all that is evil was shattered. 
by all that is divine and good. And God opened a door. And why do we celebrate Good Friday? Because we know Easter is coming. We know that the cross is not the end. And so I want to encourage you, even this morning, some of you are in a hard moment. You're in a valley this morning. You're in a battle. Some of you watching online, you're feeling the weight of this world. But I want to remind you, you may feel the pain of death, but I want to remind you that God can rescue and redeem and he can raise the dead. So we know that. Can we get excited this morning? I'm telling you, our God is a God who can rob the grave. Death is a doorway to resurrection power. The sooner we realize that we got to die to self, man, you know what you got to do? You got to just surrender. You know what you got to do? You got to stop trying and striving and freaking out and going crazy and listening to every other voice but his. He's all you need. Nick, Nick, it's not that simple. No, it is that simple. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We look at Jesus' call invitation. And it's interesting because this is actually where your church name kind of comes from. It's where this whole denomination kind of comes from. Why would we call ourselves the Vineyard Church? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of Bible stories and passages, but the most prominent one where it talks about a vine and it talks about our role as believers and Jesus' invitation to us is found in John 15. In John 15, Jesus says this. He says, I'm the vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off. Say cuts off. Now this is the... The, the God in, in the word, when you read the word, you find that his goodness and the glory and the blessing is always matched with like a, a sobriety of warning. Like you can't be before what is holy and not have what is not holy be exposed. Like you can't be comfortable in your sin and be close to God. When you're close to God, you get uncomfortable about sin. That's why a lot of people don't want to get closer to God because they'd rather have their sin. Even people that go to church, they don't get closer to God because they would rather not deal with and be exposed. And so they want to keep a good distance. But Jesus says, he says, this is because my father's a gardener. My father's a gardener. Yes, he's a good father, but he's also a gardener. You know, we didn't sing that song though, right? You're a good, good gardener. It's who you are. You chop it off. You throw it in the fire. Like, that's not the song, right? Wait, I don't want to be chopped off and thrown in the fire. Well, that's also true of who God is. See, we all of a sudden in our culture, we love the love of God, the love of God, the love of God, the love of God. But the love of God is matched with the wrath of God. And it found its pinnacle on the cross. If it's just the love of God, there's no need for a cross. Like, if there's, if there's no wrath of God, then all we need for a logo is like Jesus doing the hug. You know? Come here, you cuties. No, like... Because it's the wrath of God, it deserved death. Like, your sin, your lying, your cheating, your swearing, your closet alcoholism, your pornography, your, your wrong thoughts, your envy, your anger. It is literally 
separating you from a holy God. It's not okay before God. Jesus says, I'm the vine, my father's the gardener. Verse 2, he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Say prunes. Now, this isn't like what your grandma does with the prunes. This is the different kinds of prunes. This is like the pruning. It's like tearing it back. It's peeling it back. You see any good gardener, they're out there. Sometimes I like to pretend I'm a gardener, so I just bring a scissors outside, and I'm like, yeah, this is something good. Hmm, yes, hmm, yes. I don't know what I'm doing, but I've seen people do it. So fake it till you make it. Listen, he says he prunes. Now, some of you are in a pruning season. Sometimes life is hard because God is answering your prayers. You prayed that he would make you like him. You prayed that you wouldn't stay the way you are. Well, newsflash, most of us don't change unless we face something a little difficult. Like, right? I mean, you need a little bit of difficulty to wake you up to all the things that are wrong. So he prunes. He's a good gardener. He's a good father. Like, he is committed to you. Man, once you're his and you've surrendered to him, he's committed to you that you love him, follow him, know him. He's committed to you growing and flourishing, having joy, and that you would multiply. He's committed to it. He's not going to give up on you. You can quit again and again and again. He's not quitting. Our God doesn't quit. There is no quit in him. He is on mission today just as he was 2,000 years ago. It says, Jesus says this. He says, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Verse 4, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch thrown away that withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. This is my favorite part. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. It'll be done for you. Why? Because this is to my Father's glory. That you bear fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. I love the word of God. I love that it's true. I love that it's, it's near. I love that we get access to it. Like I pray, one of the things I pray more than anything is that I would just love the Bible. God, help me to love your word. Help me to love your truth. Help me to know you. I'm going to give you three simple points this morning. Points of reflection and points hopefully that will challenge you outward. Number one point, I want to challenge you to check your soil. If Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, I got a little palm here, and, uh, and I just, I, I wanted to have this as Palm Sunday. So I was like, okay, if, if you're going to have a connection, if you're going to have a relationship, like, you got to check the soil. I got my friend Todd, Todd back here, Johnston, good man, good farmer. I think Todd could give this part of the sermon better than I could about how important it is that your soil is ready for the crop, right? Like you don't go into a planting season thinking that you're going to plant in some desolate place. I got two pictures of soil. This is like the beautiful soil. Let's see if we got that picture. Beautiful soil. And then we got the, the, the this is like, this is what you want. You want optimum conditions for growth. And so I would even ask you a question like, what would your life look like if you were set up to grow? What would that look like? 
I mean, what, what would the variables look like for your life? Can you imagine, like, if you were in a situation where it's like, wow, you cannot not grow. Some of you, you, you're, you look more like this, though. This is your condition. You know, it's like, it's, it's garbage everywhere. You know, it's, it's like parched. Like, nobody would go to that field and be like, oh, we're going to have a good crop this year. Things are looking good. Like, nobody would. And yet some of you, you're here this morning and you're frustrated. You're frustrated that things aren't growing in your life. And I was just thinking, check your soil. Now, I got this plant. I got this soil actually here. And I'm like, man, this is like some good, this is some good dirt. I think there's some manure in here. So that's awesome to think about as I'm touching on Sunday. But, you know, it's just, this is good soil. Like, it's good black dirt. It's got some good fertilizer in there. Like, this is going to be ready to grow. So I say to you, what does it mean to check your soil? I want to ask you three questions as as it relates to your soil. Number one, what are you putting in? What are you putting in? What are you putting in? Number two, who is speaking into your life? Who is speaking into your life? Number three, what is filling your time? You want to know what's in your soil? You answer these questions. Like, what am I putting into my life? And if you're honest, you're like, well, I listen to talk radio in the morning. That's really great because, you know, there's no conspiracies or weird things going on there at all, right? Then I listen to hard rock radio during the day because I'm angry at the world and I want to listen to that. I don't know what it is. I'm just asking you, what are you putting in? What are you spending your time on? And then I go home after work and I'm so tired and so I binge watch Netflix. You know, or my life is so crazy. I'm just saying, like, what is going on in your life? You got to check your soil. What is filling your time? Somebody said, you know, you program your priorities. You program your priorities. So I'm just challenging you to say, you got to check your soil and realize. So some of you this morning, you're like, wow, that's my problem. Like the soil of my life is rotten. So how do you cleanse it? How do you get it right? Well, so much of that has to do with being here at church getting plugged into things that matter, submitting to the leadership here, saying, I want to grow. I'm here to grow. I want to tell you that the leaders here at Lakes Area Vineyard, their greatest desire for you is that you would grow. Like their greatest desire for you isn't that you would give. They're not like, oh, we want to get them to just give as much as they can. You know, they're like, no, we want you to flourish. We want more joy in your marriage. We want more love with your kids. We want more fulfillment in your life. Like, we want more Jesus. I mean, isn't that awesome? Like, you have people that that's what what they think about. Like, what burdens them is when you don't grow. I mean, it's, it's just, it's amazing when you think about what the church is and what it can be. But the question is, are we planted? Are we planted? Number two, connection. Number two question. You gotta check your connection. Check your soil. Check your connection. Now, I took this one. Now, this is, looks, doesn't this look pretty? Doesn't this look pretty? Looks pretty, right? Looks, it looks like a plant, smells like a plant, it's green, it's beautiful. Can do this with it, it's kind of fun. You know, this, this branch is dead. Looks alive. Plays the part of being alive. It can even dance. You know, but it, it dead. You know how I know it's dead? You know how I know it's dead, little man? What do you think? Why is it dead? 
because I ripped it off. That's right. Kind of a wussy rip. Let's be honest. It wasn't much of a rip. I don't know what I did. But listen, why is it dead? It's dead because it's not connected to the vine. You know, this is a lot of people that go to church look just like this. Look at me. Jesus. There's no connection. There's no life. There's no power. There's no joy. It's a show. It's a show. I used to do the club thing, bar scene. Now I do the Christian thing. But really, there's no connection. You know, you could also think of it like your phone, right? You think of your phone. Like, I mean, I just always think of the phone. Like, can you imagine if you went to the, 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 the store at the mall and you're like, my phone's not working. It's not working. My phone is not working. Right? And they're like, okay, thank you. How many of you guys know, like, phone customer service people? That is the worst job on earth. Let's just be real. That's also why they never have anybody working there. Right? <laughs> Salespeople, 50 of them. Customer service people, half a person. We don't even know if they're real. You have to wait on hold for 36 minutes to get to them. They have an accent. I'm pretty sure it's not in America. Right? You're just like, what's going on? But I'm just saying, my phone's not working. My phone's not working. My phone's not working. You go in. You're like, come on. Will somebody fix my phone? And they're like, well, sir, your phone is dead. I know. It's not working. That's what I said. Well, have you tried plugging it in, sir? I don't want to plug in my phone. I want the phone. You don't have to plug in, okay? I've heard of the cloud. I want the power from the cloud. Don't know what the cloud is, but I don't want to have to charge the phone. Say, sir, I'm sorry. Uh, we could sell you a new phone, but what you need, we don't sell here. It's uh, medication and therapy. You know, it seems pretty obvious with, uh, which I believe in medication and therapy, just so you know. But listen, uh, it, it seems so interesting to me that so many of us are like, it's not working, it's not working. My relationship with God, it's not working. My marriage isn't working. My, my life's not working. I keep struggling with pornography. I keep struggling with this or that. I'm not trying to belittle any of these things because these are real things. But every night I speak and I travel all over and I have lines of young people. And they're like, oh, I'm just so frustrated. It's hard. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. And I just ask him, tell me about your connection. Tell me about your time with God. Oh, well, uh, yeah, hmm, yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm really busy. Oh, really? Really busy? Okay. Have you, do you watch any Netflix shows? Oh, I love Netflix. I watch it all the time. Okay. Uh, are you on social media at all? Oh, man, all the time. Can, can I follow you? Can I follow you? Oh, okay. So it seems like time is not really the issue. The issue is you're just not connected to God. There's no power source. There's no power source. So three ways to get connected. You know, number one, word of God. Number two, people of God. Number three, spirit of God. These are the three ways that, as far as I can tell, there is an invitation from God. And so I just want to tell you, you got to check your connection. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. I mean, to me, it's so cool that the biggest invitation from the biggest being ever is, hey, stay connected. Like, just, just get close. You know, and if I'm honest, like, that's my greatest desire and dream for my children. As a father, my greatest desire for them is that they would just be close to me. Like, any parent or grandparent knows, like, the greatest joy is just when they're with you. Like, it's just, I just love when we're together. You know, we get that from God. That's God's heart for you. I just want you to be with me where I am. I got stuff I want to show you. I want you to be with me. I want you to know me. 
I want you to be full of the power that I have. There's this author named Nowen, and he talks about this as it relates to connection and having this divine connection. He says this quote, he says, Why is it so important that you are with God and God alone on the mountaintop? So we hear about this mountaintop. We see it in Jesus' life. We see it in Paul's life. We see it throughout the Bible. He said it's important because it's the place in which you can listen to the voice of the one who calls you the beloved. To pray is to listen to the one who calls you my beloved daughter, my beloved son, my beloved child. To pray is to let that voice speak to the center of your being, to your guts, and let that voice resound into your whole being. You got to check your soil. You got to check your connection. The invitation is to move closer. Number three question, final, final point, you got to check your fruit. Check your fruit. Joshua is going to come up, but you got to check your fruit. You say, Nick, what do you mean fruit? I, I mean fruit. Jesus says in John 15, he says, my father is a gardener. My father prunes the vine. He prunes the branches. Why? So they can be more fruitful. Like if you are experiencing hardship and suffering, the purpose for your pain is fruit. Now Jesus says the branches that don't bear fruits, what does he do? He cuts them off. Why? Because a tree that doesn't bear fruit isn't a fruit tree. And Jesus says, if you're connected to me, you're going to bear fruit. Like, it is the natural result of staying connected to the vine. You know, I was thinking about this, and I, I, I have this picture of this, like, vineyard. And, and I just want you to think about this. This is the next picture on the slide. I want you to think about God's vision for your life is that you would be in such a fertile environment. I mean, just look at this picture. I don't know, I don't know if it like speaks to you, but I mean, there's sometimes a picture that I'm just like the light breaking through. Like, like the, the vine, those grapes, like, you know, those grapes are going to taste good, right? Like this is, it, it's just like the grass is green and like the, the ground looks so perfect. Like not like mushy ground. But like perfect ground, you're walking on it. You can almost feel the, the, the dew in the air. You know, you could touch a leaf and feel just a little bit of moisture, a little bit of crisp. You know, it's like everything is perfect. And I just say that God's desire for you is that you would grow. God's desire for you is that you would be planted. God's desire for you is that you would be connected to him. That you are so connected to him that you don't even have to ask God, what is your will? Because you are just following him every day of your life. And so it's not this huge mystery. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know what you do? You keep living. You know what you do? You keep loving people. You know what you do? You keep serving people. Why? Because you're connected to the vine. And it doesn't become work anymore. Because now you have so died to self that who you once were is gone. You move closer, move closer, move closer. Man, is there fruit? Is there fruit? Is there fruit? You know, I'm just taking fruit. Can you catch? There you go. You know, I mean, is there fruit? You got fruit in your life. You got fruit in your life. You know, like, I mean, is there fruit? Is there fruit? Check the fruit. Check the fruit. You say, Nick, what do you mean fruit? I mean people. 
Now, the Bible talks about two types of fruit. It talks about the fruits of the Spirit. You should look at the fruits of the Spirit, and you should pray. Look at your life, and look at the fruits of the Spirit. Say, holy, I am missing on like five of these. You should pray, Holy Spirit, would you bring about fruit in my life? Would you bring about fruit in my life? God, would you speak to me? Would you teach me? Would you help me to know you, to follow you, to be like you? Would you help me to bear fruit? Would you help me to bear fruit that lasts? It's people, and it's the fruits of the Spirit. And then the people. Are the people in your life different because you were here? Are your neighbors different because you were here? Are your family members different because you were here? Is there fruit? Now, again, I said move closer, and I, 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 uh, I wanted to make this a visual, so... I decided to use a ladder, and I was like, man, faith and people. You know, when you're moving closer to God, God makes the bearing fruit part kind of easy. Because every step closer to Jesus in faith, which is hard, by the way, it is, it is like a risk. That's why it's called faith. Faith means depending on God instead of self. So if your life is by faith, that means you have to step out of your comfort zone. It is hard to pray for a friend. That's why I gave you those cards on your seat. That's to pray for people who need Jesus. We start praying for him. God, would you use me with my friend, with my coworker? God, would you use me? God, would you help me to open my mouth? God, would you give me boldness, God? Don't let me keep this to myself. But every step closer to Jesus in faith is a step closer to people who need Jesus. They're not two different steps. I don't have to say, okay, it's Monday. I got to climb the faith ladder. Tuesday, got to get on the people ladder. You know, that's not how it works. Like, it's just follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Stay close to him. Remain in me, he says. And I will remain in you. If you remain in me, you will bear fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So come closer. Come closer. Come closer. You know the thing about being closer You know the obvious thing about being closer? If you want to be closer, you can't stay farther. You're like, wow, he's so smart. No, but really, like, if you want to be closer, you cannot stay farther. If you want to be closer, you have to start to close that gap. You don't have to close it all at once. You got to find it interesting. Here we are, Palm Sunday. People rejoicing, celebrating Jesus, only to crucify him on Friday. And and that's the thing about the, the distance. It's the lying, it's the cheating, it's the swearing, it's all these things that we put between us and God that prohibits his spirit from doing the work in us. And he says, I want you to come near to me. I'm the father that wants to love you. I'm the gardener that's going to be committed to your flourishing, to your growth. I care about every part of your life. Will you stop withholding from me and start to let me have everything? Will you start to be planted in my soil? Will you start to be connected and remain in my vine? And will you start to let me bring about fruit in your life? It's an invitation. Check your fruit. Who in your life needs Jesus? I was just grabbing some Zoom images. Who in your life needs Jesus? Who are they? Can you picture them? I'm going to close this service with two invitations. Invitation one is to confront the sin and the distance within us. And it's in all of us, by the way. There is a battle every day between closer 
and farther. Every day we have to submit again to being a son or daughter. Every day we have to say, Dad, I'm coming home. I will not spend my days with the pigs. I'm coming home, Dad. I'm coming home. And he says, come, come. Man, I'm so excited for you to be here. We got a party. We killed the fattened calf. Everybody's coming over. So excited you're coming home. Just come home. Every day. Every day you've got to battle that voice that says, oh, they don't want you. You're not enough. You messed up. You're too far gone. He doesn't love you. If they knew you, they wouldn't accept you. And every day we got to say, Satan, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus paid for those lies on the cross. I am not who I once was. I am who God is making me to be. I am a beloved son. I'm a beloved daughter of the Most High God. And I am moving closer. It's not about me. It's not about you. Should you bow your head with me right now? If you're here and you're just saying, man, God, I want to come closer. I want to move closer. I want to confront the distance. If you're serious about saying, I want to confront some distance in my life, it could be a specific sin or it could just be a lack of time. And you're just saying, man, I am not making time for the things that matter. I'm going to confront that distance. I want you to stand where you are. And if you're in the chat, if you're online, you can just put Jesus in the chat. Just put Jesus. And we just want to pray with you. But if you're saying, I want to confront this distance, I want to move closer. This morning, I feel like God is inviting me to move closer to him. If that's you, I want you to stand where you are. Just simple invitation. This isn't a, are you a Christian? This is just simply saying, man, I want more. I don't want to stay where I am. You just stand right where you are. God, I want to confront what is not right in my life. And I want to bring it into the light of your presence. I don't want to settle for what the world says is okay. And as you step forward, as you say, God, I'm coming. It's so awesome because that means that when we get closer to him, we start to have his heart for those around us. And so even right now, I want to invite you just to pray and just bring the names of friends and family members. And even people, we want to invite this coming week. Pray that God would bring them on Friday, that God would bring them on Sunday. Let's just pray right now. Let's just pray for boldness. God, give us boldness, God, to invite our friends. Give us boldness, God, to invite our neighbors. Give us boldness to knock on a door, to pick up a phone. Give us boldness to talk to that coworker. Give us boldness, God. Jesus, you left the 99. Help us, God. Help us to be like you. Would you pray with me right now? I'm going to close this in prayer. We're just going to surrender to Jesus. You can pray like this. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Forgive me my sin, my selfishness for staying farther. This morning, I want to move closer. I want you, Jesus. 
I believe you died on the cross on that good Friday. And you rose from the grave on Easter Sunday. So fill my life with your Holy Spirit, with resurrection power. Help me to follow you. Use my life to point others to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you, if you prayed, we actually have uh, a way that you can get some encouragement. And, uh, and so I'm just going to invite you, if you want to do this, you don't have to do this, but you can actually text the word Jesus to the number 73738, especially those that are online, you can text the word Jesus to the number 73738. And we have a team of digital counselors, check this out, people around the world that are just there to encourage people with next steps. And so if you need some next steps, text in just the word Jesus to the number 73738. I want to thank you and I want to thank this church. And I just want to say in closing, Troy didn't ask me to do this, but I believe in this church. I believe God is moving in this church. And so I just want to invite you and encourage you, like plant yourself, get involved, go deep. Man, and God's just going to blow you away by what he can do. But you can't move closer while staying farther. So let's run. Let's lean in. Love you guys. Would you welcome Troy back up to the platform with me? Thank you, Nick, for joining us this morning. Wasn't it good just to hear some truth this morning? You know, he had three points. Check your soil, check your connection, check your fruit. And it's easy in moments like this to be like, man, I got some work to do. But as your pastor, you know, he's the evangelist, like he said, I get to be the shepherd this morning. There's one other point I want you to remember before you leave today. It's also in John 15, it's, uh, verse 16. Jesus says this, you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. That's you. So today, you might need to check your connection. You might need to check your soil. You certainly will need to look at your fruit, but you also need to remember that you've been chosen and appointed to go and bear much fruit.